Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on iWorkFram, click on the iWorkFram Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the iWorkFram Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's iWorkForHim.com, iWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks go out to the whole team back there at the Salem Media Group, but specific great thanks go out to Ace Andrews and Joe Weaver, who will be engineering the show today. Hey, have you joined the I Work For Him Nation yet? Every day I talk about the I Work For Him Nation, but here's why. Every day new people are joining the I Work For Him Nation, making that commitment to be a missionary to the workplace, to recognize their workplace as their mission field, and to make that commitment to start praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Members of the I Work For Him Nation commit to serving those around them. Commit to befriending them outside the workplace so that you've got an opportunity to share your faith with them out of love. Members of the I Work For Him Nation also are willing to make that commitment to start to look for ways to pray with people all along, being the best and brightest employees in the organization that you work in i work for the i work for him nation is not a club you join it's not like you get a membership badge oh wait a minute martha are, are, are they going to get a membership badge well they're going to get a bumper sticker hey if we ordered the bumper stickers yet are we really what? close we're really close Okay. All right. So the, uh, the we're going to have a bumper sticker, and I just designed today like an I Work For Him Nation covenant that we're going to send out to everybody that's joined in the past, and then we are going to uh, send out a bumper sticker to as soon as those get printed. And they're very classy looking. Uh, they are really going to make you proud to be part of the I Work For Him Nation. We just had somebody join every day. A new person's joining the nation all across the country. We're looking for people to make that commitment to start making a difference in their workplace for Christ. But it does take a paradigm shift in their minds, doesn't it, Martha? It does. You really have to think differently. What Bible verse does that bring to mind? Romans 12, 2. What does Romans 12, 2 say? You know, it says, don't copy the behaviors and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. You know, and that's what it's all about. If we if we approach our workplaces the way everybody else approaches the workplace, it's going to be a disaster. We're just going to look the way the culture. I had an amazing conversation with a, a guy this morning. We talked about the impact of the church on the culture. And honestly, the church has alienated the culture because we keep judging the culture. We keep expecting non-Christ followers to act like Christ followers. That's never going to happen. We need to love people right where they're at, just as in the example of the prodigal son. The father loved his son, even in his pig smelling filth, and he loved him, and he put his robe around him and cleaned him up and started restoring him to his position as son. So that's what it means to be part of the I Work For Him Nation, people that are willing to stand out and stand up 
for Jesus. You know, to, together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha is always about marriage and relationship issues because if your marriage and your relationship issues are, if, you, if your marriage and your relationships have issues, there you go. that's what I was trying to say, <laughs> then, you know, it starts to impact how you work. In fact, I, we know people that are going through divorce right now, and it's hard for those people to even concentrate at work. And so we want to do whatever we can. You know, Martha and I made the commitment in 1999 to make the commitment to do whatever we could to help our friends help them keep their marriages strong. And then that's kind of grown into a marriage ministry, which is part of our work for him, Martha. We actually do. Uh, we've done about 10 marriage retreats, some family retreats, yeah. but we are about ready to do our fourth annual Cruiserweight or Better Marriage Retreat in 2017. You say about. Because it's a year from tomorrow. A year tomorrow. from tomorrow. <laughs> a year from tomorrow. I cannot tomorrow. believe we have anything on the calendar a year from now. That's just amazing. We don't always plan our trips that far ahead of no, time. But, but we we're hoping to. that people will jump so, on board and plan theirs as well. So what are the dates? It's March 30th through April 2nd. Third. Okay. Has okay. to be. Well, because that's um, five days. There you go. And uh, leaving, out of, leaving Tampa. out of Tampa. We the, love to leave out of Tampa. It is this easiest port to get in and out of in my opinion. Well, it's probably the only one you've ever gotten in. No, we've gone out of a we've couple of times. But anyway, it's a good port to get in and out of, whether you're from the Tampa area or you're flying in from somewhere else. And we head to Cozumel and do some retreat sessions on the boat. And uh, we're ready to have people join us. Yeah, we try to do really great activities that just concentrate on you and your spouse and building up your marriage. And so that's what the retreat's all about. You can find more about it on our website. Um, there is the dates are saved on the website, and then is I the link have, out there yet. I have man, you keep putting me on the spot. Well, I don't. I I need more hours in my day. We need we need more hours in a day. I do. All right, so I promise you, I will get that out there before I go to bed tonight. All How right, about that? It's on iworkforhim.com. Click on the Facebook. I don't. I don't. I can't okay, so we'll get our, the website. We'll get our, okay, uh, for a website person's listening, <laughs> hey, we need to get that out there. All right, but on Facebook, the link will be on our I Work For Him Facebook page. Or if you email us, Martha at I Work For Him or Jim at I Work, the number for him.com, we'll get you the information right away. There's only spots for 20 couples. So we need you to get you know, start thinking about now. And if you sign up now, you can spend all year long paying for it instead of just having to write a big check at the end. That's a beautiful It's not a big check, but writing a check at the end. Yeah, writing it all at once. That's right. Doing what the you're all trying to say. Thing. That's yes. right. That's what so we're doing. So month by month is a beautiful right, so thing. Today we're going to talk about biblical entrepreneurial couples. So couples who are they're entrepreneurial, they own their own business, they're running on the business, and how it impacts their marriages. Yeah, and I think one thing um, just off the bat to talk about about this is the fact that not always are both of the people in the, the marriage involved in the business, but yet we see how being in business for yourself or your family business, it affects both of you in your marriage, whether or not you're both actually doing the work or you're just there supporting your spouse. That's right. All right, today we're talking about the impact of being an entrepreneur has on your marriage because we have seen that entrepreneurial couples tend to have more different stresses that's probably a better way to say yes. it, different stresses than couples that have eight to five jobs well and not just different stresses but also different uh, ways of communicating different ways of approaching life different um, different boundaries based on you know when work stops and when home life begins all of those kinds of things so it's not just the stresses 
that affect an entrepreneurial couple, but um, just life in general. Well, I, but being married to you is not stressful. Right. Because <laughs> you're perfect. All right. Uh, so, but but that's it. But you said something at the beginning of the uh, at the end of the last segment that hey, um, it's not we're entrepreneurial couples are not just couples where both of them are working in the business. Right. And, and in fact, a lot of times the reason somebody has set up their own business is so that the wife can stay home and raise their children instead of putting them through daycare, and that the husband's got a business and he's got other people working for him so that they both can they can raise the family in the you know the old fashioned but you know the old fashioned way well and i think for a lot of people because of the different downturns that we've had financially in our um, economy a lot of people maybe one is working in a traditional setting in order to get some benefits and some security while the other one is trying to find creative ways to add to their income right and that's like the uh, uh, the song the proverbs 31 woman Yes. She was she was a creative woman who who sold purple cloth in the market and she was negotiating deals. I mean, she was being creative. She was a a a fine wife and a fine mom, but she also was a business person. Yeah, I think uh, a lot of people that have like Etsy businesses and things like that. That's the Proverbs thirty one woman. <laughs> you probably don't even know what that is when I say that. Do you know what Etsy is? Etsy, Etsy, where people yes, sell their stuff online. Of course okay, I know. yeah, you know all about that. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that like an arts and crafts website? Um, no, it's way much more than just okay, that. Okay, yeah, I have no idea. But it's not always the, the wife that's doing the creative entrepreneurial stuff. A lot of times, it no. is the husband. I mean, it, I think it goes back and forth. It just depends on um, where you've been gifted and where you have landed in. Um, an occupation. Well, we often find that the, the entrepreneurial spouse is always full of great ideas, has lots of fantastic ideas, but they're not usually um, extraordinarily gifted at execution. Yeah, and that's where the other other spouse who may not have had any intentions of doing a home business or having their own business becomes an integral part of it because they can handle the QuickBooks or they can handle the making sure that the details are getting done while the other person is busy doing the business. Well, one of our friends says, well, I'm the rainmaker and my spouse is flood control. Yeah. I love that. And, and that's really, you know who you are. Yes. If you're listening, <laughs> you know, we're paying attention. So is it true that couples who or own a business and work together that they face different issues that couples who have an eight, nine to five. It's no, nobody works nine to five anymore. That's why I, I, I got that stupid Dolly Parton songs in my head. I won't uh, sing it. You're gonna but now, really, for the rest of the day. Uh, you want to sing it because so I'm badly. working nine to five. What a way to make a living. Anyway, so p people work an eight to five, and most people are working seven thirty to five thirty. Who knows? Do they, do they have? Do they suffer different issues? I and mean, let's just break it up. People that work together. And people who run a business, but they don't work together. Yeah. So let's start with the, the people who own a business, but they don't work together. Okay. What are some of the different stresses that they feel, they see? Oh, well, I the first one that comes to my mind is the fact that they it's really difficult to be on the same page with each other if you um, really don't know what's going on in the other person's business life. Um, it's one thing when you both have... Um, outside jobs and it doesn't really matter like say um, you were working in a corporation where it didn't really matter if I knew the details of the transactions that you were doing because it wasn't affecting um, you know 
our personal life. But if you have your own personal business, it is important to to communicate enough with each other to somehow figure out what's what's a good amount of knowing what's going on in the business without you knowing every detail because you also have a job. But isn't what you're saying though, for these couples that own a business but don't work together, so one of them is at home or one of them's got a different job, mm-hmm. it, it, you're saying that to stay on the same page, they've got to communicate. Yet people who own a business tend to work an above average amount of hours. And so if they're raising kids and they're working an above average amount of hours, they often have... Uh, they just don't spend enough time. They don't set aside time to talk. Right. And the the other side of that is they may set aside time to talk or they may talk. But if all they talk about is the business, then their relationship can deteriorate because they're not they're no longer spending time talking about the deep, um, you know, future and goals and personal goals about their marriage if all they talk about is the business. So that's, that's so, a so challenge. You're saying if all we ever talk about is business, then then you're never working on your relationship, which is why we've got date night. Although yes. sometimes we have to tell ourselves, okay, we should talk about something else other than work. Yeah, that's we, what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. oh, I, I like that, though. Yeah. That's good because that's something that we really need to work on. So, they, so in other words, we're saying that couples that own a business but don't work together really need to work on communicating not just about what's going on in the business that they both have. a Because the spouse that's not involved still has a financial liability, financial exposure to that business that they're running because mm-hmm. they own it together. Right. So there's... Uh, there's that exposure, but you're saying to also be really intentional to make sure that the person who's running the business is intentional about giving their family and their spouse time. And and quality time that doesn't involve just the business. You know, it's so easy for it all to draw back to that, whether it's, um, oh, I got this call today or I'm working on this project, but focus on the spouse's job, occupation, how it's going, and most importantly, in the family situation, focusing on what's going on in the family. All right, so let's go back to the years where we were running an insurance agency, and you weren't involved day-to-day in the insurance agency. You were involved parts of days in the insurance agency, but then we also had a car dealership. And really, so all we did was work. Um, Every Saturday, we went and detailed cars, and we sat in the car lot for five or six hours. And um, how... How did we stay in good communication and have it not about work? Because hmm. in my mind, the only way we really did that was when we spent those 28-hour one-way you know, trips to Florida. That's when we got our talking time. And we were in Florida. I kind of detoxed. and. Yeah, um, I, that's a good question. I mean, we, did a, we had a lot of family time. You know, it's funny when you, when you start to... When those years get further and further away, it's harder to remember how did we, what were the intentions behind everything we did. But we still had family dinner. We still played outside together. We made well, sure. Well, we did until it got so cold and you got so sick you wouldn't go outside anymore. But we made sure that we spent the time together and really focused on the kids. It wasn't all about work. All right. So couples that work together, that own a business but don't work together, what are some other things that you think they, they struggle with? I was trying to think of, so... Oh, I know. Okay, go. One is getting a steady income, more than likely, because more than likely the other one's not in a sales job. Otherwise, they'd be selling for their own business. Um, but one might be getting a steady income, and the other one it might, you know, with a home business or entrepreneurial, you know, self-created business, the, the income coaster. goes up and down depending on seasons, depending on marketing, depending on 
all the different things that you do in that business or if you're just starting up or whatever it might be, um, that there could be some real financial tensions because it could feel like I'm bringing in all these paychecks and you're not bringing in anything. And you may not say those words, but those are thoughts that can really um, cause some stress in a marriage. Well, I, right. And so one of the things when we're working with entrepreneurial couples is one of the spouses feels very disconnected financially. Like, how are things really going in the business? What are we really, how are things really going? And for them, uh, so the one that's working the business, to, to almost like they got to have uh, their own monthly reporting meeting to say, okay, here's how things are. Sure. But it's really important to the spouses sitting at home that, that you even out the roller coaster effect by building up a, an emergency fund. In fact, you shouldn't go into business if you don't have an emergency fund. Often about the struggles that entrepreneurial couples face. And there's a couple of different entrepreneurial couples. We decided we're going to start first with couples that are uh, couples that are struggling with uh, their one of them works and the business one of them works in a business, one of them works at home. And uh, so that's one of the things that we're talking about today, Martha. So talk about some of the struggles that are out there for the one of them works in a business well, and one stays at home. We were just talking about um, the, the fact that finances can fluctuate for the, especially the home business. And that can be a struggle if the other spouse is not being involved in some of the, the budgeting and the income and things like that to just know where they're at and, and getting a financial cushion in place before the launch of a business is a really great idea. Not always a possibility because sometimes businesses are born out of necessity. And um, so that is a, that's a tough thing. But having that financial cushion, you know, one of the things that I've seen in our own lives as we've started businesses is having the financial cushion really, it helps people just I don't know, just to focus, because if you're worried about money all the time, it's hard to focus on your business, getting your business running. It's hard to get your, your business mm -hmm. to um, be on track because you're like, I got to worry about how we're going to make the next payroll. Or how we're. I mean, that's distracting. Sure. And so that brings stress in your marriage because money stress, you know, we all know that money stress is one of the toughest stresses on a marriage. And in fact, almost half of all marriages that do end the divorce, which is about like we talked about in the last couple of weeks. 30% of all marriages, but 15 to 22% of Christ-centered marriages end in divorce. And about half of the reasons is because of money stress, because people never really learn to handle money properly, which is why we recommend courses like Crown Financial Ministries and Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, because they really deal with, hey, get out of debt, honor God with your finances. Right. So, you know, that just is a really good point about the fact that you need to just constantly be working on being on the same page so that you don't allow that to um, take the opportunity of having your own business and having some of the autonomy, some of the freedom, some of the flexibility that comes with that and trading that for the stress of um, so many things that can make it a very daunting situation. One of the other things we've seen in the area where couples, where one of the spouses is at home or working another job and the other couple or the other part of the spouse, <laughs> the other, the other the part couple, of the spouse, the other part of the spouse. How about that? Hey, these the lips, are, these lips are rented and my contract just ran out. Uh, is that the one working in the business, uh, we've seen it so many times where they work on the business and they work so much, they work so many hours that it actually neglects the business. It actually, I mean, excuse me. Okay. I'm like, try, try to follow that, that train okay. of thought. 
let's just say it's you and me, and you're working in your job, and I'm working in my job, and I'm running, I'm running our business that we own, but you're working in a separate job because we needed one steady income. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to work 50, 60, 70 hours a week because I want to make sure our business succeeds. But in doing that, I neglect the family. I don't know why I had such a hard time getting out, but it, we see a lot of entrepreneurs neglect their families by working too much. Sure. They don't put a, they don't, what, what's the word, uh, uh, they don't put enough margin around. No, that's not the right word. What's the uh, boundaries? Boundaries a word. They don't have. There's boundaries for business. Is there a book? Did did, no. did those guys do a boundaries for business? Well, Townsend, book? they haven't done that one yet. That would be a good next that would topic. Be a good, well, At least that not down. that I'm aware of. Let's I write will... that down. We're gonna tell them to write that book. Boundaries for business. All right. Uh, just like we got it, the love and respect in business. That one's got to get. That's still got to get released. There love and respect go. for business. All right. Uh, all right. So, uh, but I think the the hours having the boundaries around the hours that the spouse is working in the business. And sometimes I know I pulled you into the business that we were running many times because I just needed extra help and it needed to be high level help that was dealing with private items like finances or things like that. Well, not only that, but you know, if you can get your spouse's help and you're not paying, you're not hiring somebody. That's the whole idea behind having a, a business. A lot of times at the beginning is that, you're getting the fruit of your labor. And if I could come in and do, you know, when we had a car dealership, I would do the title work and I would do some of the bookkeeping and things like that. Well, that meant we didn't have to hire somebody to do that. But, and I was capable of doing those tasks. That's the other, that might be a really good thing to talk about is the fact that sometimes what we need, um, the, the spouse or ourself may not at all be qualified to do and yet we try to do it and then maybe we fail or we we hurt the business in some way and that can cause a lot of stress oh, yeah. a lot of stress yeah, I, in I've a marriage. Many times, like, I need my wife to come in and do book work yeah well the wife isn't really equipped to do book work or I need my husband to come in and help me with marketing well or sales well he's not really a sales guy right so that's that's where you know that's another conversation but outsourcing where outsourcing really comes in for that small business owner you can't do it all yourself and what you don't do well you need to outsource. I mean, that's really what Trust Service is all about, helping people identify what who great outsourced companies are and bringing them in so that you can focus on what you do best. But the backside of that is um, I think one of the things that we talk, to, talk about when we're talking about biblical entrepreneurship and the marriage is both of you being on the same page as far as the business's success. This Even if both in the marriage are not working in the business, you have to be on the same page about what your desires are to come out of that business. And if you, if the spouse is not supportive, um, boy, that can, that can cause you to start to hire people that you don't need to hire just because they're not willing to come in. And, you know, every once in a while, you, you just got to roll up your sleeves and get messy. What do you mean? Because I'm not sure I'm following you. I mean that say you started, okay, just say you started the car dealership years ago when we started the car dealership and I wasn't willing to help with paperwork and things like that and you had to pay somebody else when we're still a startup company and you really didn't have the funds to pay somebody else, that can be a real problem um, because you're then hiring people to do work that it's always most profitable when a, when a, you're doing the work yourself and it's. But there's a balance, though, between trying to do it all yourself and make the most money and making a little less money but doing it efficiently and having time for your marriage and your kids. Yes, but what my point was the fact that if both spouses are not supportive of the business and willing to to dig in when they need well, to. I mean, that just goes down to, you know, 
Husbands, you shouldn't start a business if your wife is not 100% in favor. Wives, you shouldn't start a business if your husbands aren't 100% in favor. If the two of you aren't on the same page, then you shouldn't be in business. I mean, that, the whole idea is uh, God gives us, I'm speaking from a man's standpoint, God gives us wives to help us make good decisions. They're, they're, a, they're an eternal filter provided to us by our Heavenly Father to help. If we're both on the same page, then obviously either we're both wrong or God is speaking to us clearly. But if one of us is saying one thing and one of us is saying another thing, then either both of us are wrong or one of us is wrong. But the, the bottom line is we're, if we're on the same page, at least we have a best chance of both being right. And so we shouldn't start a business if we're not both on the same page. Right. Is that what you were saying, that, that a husband shouldn't be involved in a business if his wife isn't? No, I I think that there is a time. I, 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 I'm not trying to beat a dead horse or whatever, but the both spouse have to be willing to now take the some. the people are going to be calling. To take some time to invest in the business. So sometimes that meant I, I did the paperwork so late at night. Is what you're saying. There has to be buy-in, but not just buy-in, not just, honey, I support you to work 80 hours a week. I will do my part in sacrificing and saying, I'm going to do what I can to help make this business succeed as well. Okay. Even if it's in the short term or it's during the, maybe there's a busy season or maybe, you know, there's different things like that, but it's not just lip service. Well, I guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Not so just lip service, but being willing. So you bring whatever skills you bring into the yeah. business in order to be able to help it out. All right. Well, there's one more piece we haven't talked about. As we talk about the, the struggles that entrepreneurial couples face in the workplace, outside of the workplace, the impact on their family. And, and we've been highlighting just some issues that couples, we, we first started talking about the couple that one of them works in the business and one of them doesn't. And the issues that they face. And one of those was... Uh, that they need to work on staying on the same page, that they need to communicate well about finances and create a steady income, that there's a danger for too many hours to be working in the business and that Martha says, hey, but the other spouse who doesn't work in the business can sometimes chip in just to alleviate some of that work stress. But working on being on the same page the whole time is really important. But for the spouse that isn't involved in the business, in order to keep their marriage relationship healthy, it's good for them to pop in and out of the business unannounced often so that everybody at the work knows, hey, that spouse is an important part of, in other words, if I'm working in a business all on my own, I want Martha to pop in so people know, hey, here's my wife. I love my wife. I'd like to see her in there so that it keeps people from having inappropriate relationships in the workplace because if you're working 60, 70, 80 hours, you're spending more time at work with your workers than you are with your spouse. So there's danger there. Danger, danger, Will Robinson. There's danger there. Well, and it just shows some importance of that other person in your life. And also, too, if I tell you, if you were to pop in on me, it would remind me. Maybe sometimes that reality check. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's that guy. No, if I was working that much, that'd be, that would be, well, it would be a very necessary reminder. But the, what I'm saying <laughs> is that sometimes to say, you know what, it is important for me to be investing in this relationship, even if it's lunch in the middle of the day. Okay, so the other kind of entrepreneurial couple are those couples that work together in the business, which that adds a whole nother level yes. of, of um, complexity. You know what? I'm really glad you said complexity because... Instead of trouble and... Yes, because I was going to go to my glass half full <laughs> little speech here in the fact that we're, we're not trying to highlight all the troubles that there are, but we're trying to help you circumvent or avoid some of those troubles. But what we really understand is that there is so much good in 
being entrepreneurial and um, the, the flexibility, like I talked about earlier, and the different benefits that come from it. But it's not a benefit if you're struggling and you're you know, at odds with each other and you're not on the same page and it's pulling you apart. All of those things are can be avoided if you give it a little bit of intention. So there's some things that are the same. Uh, for entrepreneurial couples where they're both working in the business, there's still some of the same things. You still got to work at staying on the same page. Just because you're in the office together doesn't mean you're on the same page. <laughs> right. I mean, Martha and I have offices right next to each other, and we still have to talk every day uh, and make sure that we really are communicating what's going on uh, in our business every day. We still need to talk about finances and work on having a steady income so we, we, we eliminate that stress factor for the finances. There's still the danger for working too many hours. Uh, <laughs> but at least we're working them together. <laughs> okay. But there's that dynamic in the office. Well, in, in if both people are working in the office, they've got, they both bring two sets of, of strengths, two sets of gifts, talents, and mm -hmm. abilities. Mm -hmm. It's understanding how to put the best set into practice is one of them. And a lot of couples just like they pigeonhole themselves in it. Well, I'm the president. You're the president. No, I'm the president. You're the vice president. And it's like, okay, what skills does Martha bring to the table, and where should we plug those in? What skills does Jim bring to the table? We plug those skills in and, and match them up. Yeah, definitely. So just, you know, really goes back to conversation and saying, you know, these are areas that I, I really enjoy handling, and I believe that I can do the best job possible. So let me take those. But sometimes it's just trial and error and saying, you know what, this isn't working very well. I thought that I could do this and I'm really stink at it, or <laughs> I, it takes me twice as long as it takes you to do it. Well, and let's talk about what some of those examples would be. Okay. Let's talk about what I stink at. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, you want to go there. Uh, no. I don't know that I can identify. Uh, I know what you stink at. What? Making, making horrible desserts. You stink at making horrible oh, desserts. That has nothing to do with entrepreneurial business. No, it doesn't. Though. Okay. But in, in business, typically, we, you know, both Martha and I are bookkeeper types. We can both keep track of the books, no problem. Uh, and we've done, it, we've done it back and forth both ways. We mm -hmm. both have done it. Mm -hmm. uh, but in sales, typically, I'm the person out there closing the deal, yet Martha's really good at setting up appointments, uh, and she can do that on the phone. She's she's just as good as I am, and she's actually just as good as I at I am at closing. But she doesn't like asking for the money as much as I do. Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Um, but administratively, you know, I like to organize things. She likes to organize things. We're actually very retentive. So, but finding uh, really what I see that Martha does in my life, she's like, do you really need to spend time with that right now? Um, like I was surprised that you, earlier today when I was trying to find a business card and you came into the office and I had piles and piles. Um, of business cards that you're like, why are you sorting your business cards in the middle of the business day? I was trying to find a business card. <laughs> hey, Gray okay. from Atlanta Lakes, thanks for calling in and winning the the Jesus calling. We're, we are so glad that you're listening. Thanks for listening. We'll get that out to you here in the next couple of mm -hmm. days. But thanks so much for tuning in today. Enjoy to I work for him. Awesome. All right. So finding the strengths and, and matching it with what the goals are of the business. Mm -hmm. How about the number two on our list there? Well, um, another thing that it's just really important for couples that are working together is to learn how to um, have respect for each other in the work environment and also to trust each other. Now, and that may be taken for granted that we think we're going to do that, but there are a lot of ways we communicate distrust and disrespect um, when we don't even mean to. So really have focusing on that and, and learning ways to communicate you know, sometimes we communicate at home in ways that we would never communicate in public. <laughs> and, um, and you mean without our filter that's being not, on? That's not good, but in it's an a office, reality. It's not good. Right. 
No, I mean, it's not good that we have a separate standard. But no, we have low. Every, we, everybody lowers their standards at home. No, but that doesn't make it right. No, Don't it doesn't. transform to the ways of this world. But be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yeah, don't conform. Or change the way you I think. The wrong That's thing. right. All right. So, yeah. uh, but I agree. I mean, I we let our guard down when we're home, and sometimes we're shorter with each other at home than we are at the office, and that's just silly. Well, it's not you; it's me. But you know. But so, that's but the because other... we're there at nine o'clock at night okay, at home. But here's the thing to even remember: often being an entrepreneur means there's nobody else around. So. You may not have any staff but each other, and you need to learn and be respectful of each other and um, be trustworthy and be able to um, have those tough conversations that sometimes you may just not want to have. Well, and that's why it's so important to put, if you're working in a business together, to put each other in your sweet spot and, and identify those sweet spots. Get yourself in that sweet spot. And if you don't know what that sweet spot is, then you can go to identityanddestiny.com and buy the Bible study, the Identity and Destiny study, and find your God-given sweet oh, spot. Oh, that was good. That's Because that's exactly what Martha and I have done. Yes. But to push each other, find each other's sweet spot, push, you know, encourage each other in those positions. And then if you need to outsource, if you're not good at something, like I'm not a marketing person. I get an idea, but I can't create anything. But we've got a graphic artist on our staff. Mm -hmm. She's really great at creating stuff. Um, yeah, there's we got to surround ourselves with people who can do those other things. And sometimes you can't afford a staff person, but you could afford an outsource person. Yeah. So, so I was expecting more than, yeah. Well, I think you said plenty. But I, I, well, so I now just, you're saying I talk too much. Oh my goodness! I respect you. I'm not <laughs> gonna say anything about that. Okay, but your laugh brings up the next point. The next thing it says, um, when we're talking about things that biblical, you know, to have a good Christ-centered entrepreneurial relationship, both in your business and in your marriage, have a good sense of humor. Enjoy it. What better thing than if you've gotten to the place in your life where you're able to work together with your spouse? To not take it so seriously that you forget that it's fun and enjoyable. Now, well, that if, doesn't mean... What if it's not? What if they're not having fun and they're not enjoying it? Well, then you need to find the good in it. You need to find um, a way to enjoy it because... You, you, or maybe start a different business or... Okay, but if you've chosen to go down this path, then then this is just a reminder that, it, you know, enjoy the process. Well, and it's learning to be content where you're at and, and business because a new business, if you're at a new business, there are lots of ups and downs. That's for sure. All right. But I think it just as in the office, you said, be really considerate of each other, be respectful of each other. I think it's also really important to forgive each other. Don't don't harbor resentment all day long. If you have a conflict at work and it's the two of you working together and there's other people around and you've had a conflict, you need to apologize to each other and then forgive each other and if you screwed up in front of your employees admit it and apologize to your employees they the cool part about you and your spouse working together in a business is you get to be an example of a living breathing christ-centered marriage in front of these other people and it will be an encouragement to other people yes and it should hold help you hold yourself to a higher standard because you're like okay other people are watching us they're seeing how we respond they're seeing how we react and um, we want that to be something that other people would want to model whether it's your children in your home or in an, in an environment where there are employees or other contractors or customers as well. So what about if we do have a conflict at work? What's the best way to handle Okay, what's the best way not to handle it? Uh, to scream and yell. Scream and yell. And that's what we've heard. Uh, I, or I've, even the silent treatment. Or, yeah, the scream and yell or the really, awkward, either extreme. ridiculous yeah, silent like, okay, treatment. Okay, it's obvious they're mad at each other. <laughs> so, But we've I have heard of people who've worked for Christ 
centered couples who do the screaming, yelling, throwing things. And that just does not present well. And and it's understandable. We all screw up. We all make mistakes. I certainly have a pile full every day. But that's not the kind of behavior that's acceptable at home. It certainly shouldn't be acceptable in the office. And maybe you just need to get some anger management or you need to find a conflict resolution method. But you need to, if you're talking every day, you should have a pre-assigned hey, this is how we resolve conflicts in a workplace. That's a really good idea. So what do we do? Um, I think sometimes we use kind of the the aspect from love and respect where he said, you know, you really stepped on my air hose with that comment or with the way that you handled that situation. All right, more on stepping on your air hose in a workplace if you're an (laughs) entrepreneurial couple. We're talking about entrepreneurial couples right here on Together on Tuesdays with Jim and Martha Brangenberg on I Work For Him. And, And how do you do this entrepreneur thing from a biblical perspective? And we're talking about two different kinds of couples, couples that own a business, and one of them works in it, or couples that own a business, and both of them work in it. And how do you keep your mar- your Christ-centered marriage relationship intact while you run a business? Because there's a lot of stress with running a business. And certainly, when you look in Tampa Bay and around the country at the recession, the Great Recession that started in 2006, 7, or 8, depending on where you were in the country, and lasted until 2012, 13, or 14, depending on where you are in the country, it... <clears throat> There's a lot of stress, and a lot of that was money stress. What do you think, Martha, is the biggest encouragement we can give uh, an entrepreneurial couple? Well, first of all, just to speak to that, um, we got the statistic that said that there's approximately 5.5 million family-owned businesses in the United States, and of those, a third are owned and operated by husbands and wife teams. So that there's a lot of people that this speaks to. And I know for myself, you know, coming from an entrepreneurial family, that it is generation after generation, too. So um, what piece of advice or encouragement can I give to them? Um, keep your eye on the goal, why you're doing it. And remember that there are so many good qualities about your spouse and to really do your best to pull those out of your spouse because you nobody can do it like you can. Well, and the other thing I would say is that one of the things that Martha and I did right was we took vacations. Even though it meant when we run, ran our own insurance agency, even though it meant when we were gone, I wasn't selling. It, it was still important that we took vacations just to get away because you need to get refreshed. And it's, it's hard to get refreshed when you're working all the time. Mm-hmm. All right, we've come to the end of another I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for tuning in today. Thanks for Ace Andrews doing a great job today, keeping us well-connected and taking all those phone calls. Ace, you do such a great job. Hey, go out to our website, iWorkForHim.com, and consider joining the I Work For Him nation tonight. Consider making that commitment to start praying for your coworkers and employees by name each and every day. Also, consider really taking out our our sponsors. We've got sponsors on their website. We'd like for you to honor them by doing business with them. Hey, what did you learn today on how we can take this city for Jesus Christ? What What was something that stuck out in our conversation? What did you learn today? faith can impact our workplace by the demonstration of our marriages within the workplace. The way you and your spouse 
demonstrate your love in the workplace for each other, if you're an entrepreneurial couple, is super important to recognize that you are a huge influence on those around you is so important. But maybe you're out there listening today and you're like, yeah, but Jim and Martha, I don't own my own business. How can I make that kind of uh, impact? Here's the bottom line. There is a huge battle out there for the souls of our coworkers and employees, and the enemy takes it very seriously. I want you to take it seriously too. Recognize that you can love your coworkers and employees the way they've never been loved before, unconditionally, the way your heavenly father loves you. That's the best way to impact our city. Start loving people around you. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio show with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers and we own our own business, but ultimately, ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.